Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Stormisha, how badly was your area affected over the past 24 hours? I know it was pretty bad at home in Donegal, but I want to hear your stories today. Our own Sinead Ryan is with me on the programme because you got caught up in this last night, Sinead. What happened? Did indeed, Andrea. Um, well, I was due to fly back yesterday morning uh, from Luxembourg and the flight was fine. It took off, it was a Ryanair flight and um, we were due to land in at about 11 o'clock in Dublin airport. But it was clear from the descent. Now, it had been quite a calm flight, but it got very turbulent. And it was clear from the descent that we weren't low enough, quick enough. So you could see the airport, but we just weren't down low enough to land. And, and sure enough, the pilot did a go around and then he apologised and uh, said he'd make a se- second attempt. He wasn't able to land because of the high winds. So we went around again and we got a lovely scenic route around the leafier suburbs of South Dublin, which yeah. we don't normally get to see on a flight path. Uh, came back around and um, this time we were low enough. But just as we were due to land, the engines roared. And anybody who's been in that feeling before, you get pressed back into your seat and it rises sharply again. Um, now, I have to say that the crew, the captain, were very, very calm throughout. This is what they train for. Mm. And there was no kind of, it, it was it was scary, but not in a yeah. really uh, worried Everyone would be a bit nervous, Corey, because you're not used to it, Schnitt. Just a bit. And you have yeah. that kind of feeling of your kind of stomach clenching, you know. Yeah, it drops but, out uh, up around again and then we climbed right up over the clouds so I think it was clear to everybody at that stage we certainly weren't going to be landing in Dublin mm. anytime soon and indeed the flight was cam- was diverted to Shannon uh, where we landed it was much calmer there although it was very wet and we were herded uh, inside into the terminal so the minute we saw the bags coming off we were like oh we're not going to get back on this plane you know yeah. and, So where are you uh, now? So I'm at home. Uh, so what happened was when we landed in Shannon, I, you know, had visions of staying overnight and not that I'm ever worried about staying overnight in uh, different parts <laughs> of the world. Um, but uh, as it happened, they had a fleet of buses ready. We were back three hours later in Dublin and the whole thing was handled brilliantly. Right. So I ended up getting in instead of 11 o'clock in the morning. It was nearer half past four in the afternoon. And do you know what? Uh, safety first. Everybody was, was happy with the service and, and Bula Bus both to Shannon yeah. uh, ground staff and indeed Ryanair because on this particular occasion uh, it worked very, very well. And I know that out of all the planes that were diverted, there were about 53 flights were affected. And uh, there was a bunch of them diverted and some people got diverted to very uh, exotic places, it has to be said. <laughs> um, and uh, I minded a, a night in Paris or Brussels, but there you go. And uh, home safe and sound. And, and that will be the case then for most people yeah. today. Good stuff. Well, it's good that it was, a you know, normally in situations like this, it's people with a, a negative experience. But mm. as you said, buses were there ready to rock and, and back home in a fairly short time frame, Sinead. So. Indeed. And you have, look, you're right in this scenario and usually I'm on your programme, Andrea, talking mm. about passenger rights. Uh, they were absolutely met every step of the way. So your rights are that the airline must get you back to your destination, but it doesn't have to fly you there. It can use a mixture of ground transportation. It can use a different flight, a different airport, all of that. It will get you back. It must get you back and you get due care and attention if you have yeah. to wait 
Um, but but in our case, they were straight onto buses. If we weren't, they would have had to give us food, maybe put us up in a hotel, whatever, uh, and get us back later today. Uh, however, in terms of additional compensation, and we've talked about this before, uh, no, because this would definitely, Storm Isha comes under extraordinary circumstances Chances, that get yeah. out clause from compensation. Um, stay with us, Sinead, if there's other people, we'll say currently stranded at, at Dublin Airport, or maybe they're waiting now on their delayed flight to, to get back out, 1800 453 106, that's the number. Sean is on the line as well. Sean is from Finn Valley Leisure Centre in County Donegal. Sean, what's the extent of the damage? Andrea, yeah, it's uh, quite quite bad damage. Um, the side panel of the bottom end of the roof from the, the swimming pool end of it, you know, it's, uh, it was blown off. There was two chimneys there from the uh, oil burners and the, and the upstairs boiler room. They have, uh, they've, they've been blown sideways and one was completely uh, disconnected from one of the burners. And uh, so basically we had to, we had to close up to, to make things safe. We're, we're actually... With now, as we speak, um, there's guys coming here that uh, did the work on the roof 10 years ago. They're actually coming here now. They see if they can make things safe and all that, like, you know. So, um, is, so is the roof badly damaged, Sean, at the, at the leisure yes, centre? There's, 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 um, there's, there's, there's panels. There's panels that are actually blown off. And they're, they're actually, I actually had to gather the panels up this, this morning. And is it exposed? And, and some, some, of, some of our staff. Yeah, the roof is exposed. Um, it's, so it's blown uh, it's, off, um, basically. Yes, yes. The bottom, the bottom end, the bottom end of the roof. Yes, it's uh, the the flashing, the flashing on the side, on the uh, on the side, on the side of the on the side of the roof. You know, uh, that that come off first, and then once that come off, it exposed the roof, and then sort of sheeting started coming off. Then you know, it's a, have so, anything uh, like this ever happened before, Sean? No, no, it isn't. No, it's like listen, there was we were built here. This was ten years when built, and there was a, like uh, any time there was a heavy gust of one, uh, parts of things might have blown off and all that. But not a extent now. It's 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 pretty bad now at the, at the minute. You know. Um, so were you closed, or what time of at the of the night did this happen? At? Well, you see, it was uh, through the night. It was it was pretty bad through the night. So it was basically six o'clock this morning. That um, well. Between six six thirty, we open at seven normally. So my staff would have been in uh, at six fifteen. I landed here as well, and between the between us all, we sort of like um, made a decision that we wouldn't, we couldn't open we, because of safety reasons. And then, um, as I say, thankfully uh, Thornton Riffin that that done the, the job. They they're actually they're actually going to check it out for us and make and make things safe for us. You know they. And let us know when we when we can open. Yeah. All you know. Do you have any idea, Sean, how long you'll you'll be closed for now? I'm I'm not sure until I speak to the the roofing guys uh, to see what what the extent of the damage is yeah. and see when I can when I can open again. You know, Brian Cannon oh. um, from Donegal Council, Donegal County Council, is is with us on the line as well. Like Brian, Donegal was was very badly hit overnight in parts. Absolutely, Andrea. We had a significant impact actually right through from. From yesterday afternoon, we had surface water flooding in the early afternoon, and then we had a significant number of trees down in the period between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., which was actually before the red warning came into effect. Our, our crews were able to deal with some of those yesterday evening, but then when the red warning came in, they had to retreat back to their to their homes. 
uh, it wasn't safe to carry on during the red warning. And then our crews have been back out early this morning. Um, and many of the main routes are, are clear in and around the county. But uh, the R245 or Milton Road uh, out of Letterkenny heading towards Milford and R- Remilton remains closed at, uh, between Arena 7 and Tara Court. There's multiple trees down and they're entangled with various air lanes and ESB lanes um, and the crews are working there to, to have that open by 2pm. Uh, but there's another thing to note, Andrea, that there's actually a further yellow wind warning in effect today until 7pm and again tomorrow from, from noon. And on top of that, there's also an orange level warning for wind tomorrow after noon to evening from 6pm right through to 2am on Wednesday. And I suppose with that, any trees that may have been weakened as a result of the, the wind over the mm. weekend and any structures, there's potential they could be further damaged now over the next couple of days when those winds come in. So if public want to get out and check their structure, a bit like Sean has said in relation to the Valley, check your structure, check your trees around your property, landowners with trees along the road, if they could get them checked uh, to see if they're unstable and maybe might be able to do something on them before the orange effect. The next storm uh, kicks in. Um, How many, do do you have any idea how many roads overnight, Brian, were were blocked by fallen trees? I saw quite a number of photographs on on social media. We we use um, um, uh, a site called mapalerter.ie. I know there's over 20 local authorities use that site also and it's a good way of getting message out on on um, road roads being closed and in fact roads being reopened, members of the public can sign up for free and they get emails and texts. What's um, it called, Brian? Uh, MapAlerter. MapAlerter. Okay. MapAlerter.ie. And on that alone, we have over fifty notifications of of different roads being blocked or partially blocked as a result of trees trees down. So. You know, it's, it's extensive it's right from the yeah. top of any show and right down into South Donegal and over to West Donegal and the Finn Valley, etc. Uh, Vicky is with us too, Brian, on the line. Um, you had a situation at Dublin Airport, Vicky, yesterday, is that right? We certainly did, yes. Yeah, we arrived there at about 12 o'clock and left at uh, half past 10 yesterday evening to go to a hotel. So we've got another full day in Dublin. <laughs> So you're you're still in Dublin right now, and had you been told yesterday that your flight was due to depart today? Uh, no, we've been told it was due to depart at quarter past, uh, sorry, ten past two yesterday afternoon, and then we watched it get pushed back and pushed back until, in the end, um, we decided to queue up. We were in a queue for two hours um, to be told we couldn't then get home till uh, tomorrow morning, which is obviously Tuesday, so... So you're to see another 24 hours in Dublin. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. but you were obviously the the airline found accommodation. You you've obviously been put up then, have you, Vicky? Uh, we had to find our own accommodation, which we'll have to obviously fund, and then we'll claim it back hopefully at a later date. So there was no bus provided yesterday to to bring you to any accommodation, or no accommodation. No, no provided. we had to find our own. Uh, we had to find our own uh, accommodation and transport. Uh, we didn't have, actually have much communication from uh, the airline either. Which airline were you with? We were with Ryanair. Ryanair, okay. Our own, yeah. cons- our own consumer expert, Vicky, um, Sinead Ryan is, is still with me here on the line. Sinead, like, what can Vicky do now? Okay, so uh, sorry to hear all about your troubles, Vicky, but it's a, it's a nice city to have spend another day in. Um, so you are absolutely entitled to your expenses that you've outlaid. 
so if the airline, and, and look, it happens, Andrea, the airline should source you accommodation and care and attention and transport. But look, we all know what it's like in Dublin at the moment, and that's not always possible. So where you find your own accommodation, transport and food, keep all of your receipts, send copies of the receipt. So Ryanair would have sent you or whoever booked the flight an email outlining their rights, which are called EU 261. Uh, and you can fill out the form that it, it sent to you. You can send copies of the receipt. Now, what they term are, you know, modest arrangements. So as long as you didn't book into somewhere fabulous like the Shelburne, you'll be absolutely fine. Uh, and you will get all of your expenses back. And in the event that you do not, you can take your case to the Commission for Aviation regulation. Uh, but in this case, they are, they are normally good at, at paying back. Had you much hassle trying to find accommodation, Vicky, yesterday evening? Um, to be honest, as soon as we got in the queue and we saw how long it was to try and rebook our flights, we immediately got on and uh, booked a hotel because um, we had had that email to say that uh, there would be all of those things offered to us, you know, uh, refunds and compensation so it was all yeah you, you you have all of the all of the details there well listen i do hope you you, you get out uh, tomorrow or on tomorrow morning's flight vicky and and thank you for getting in touch with us here uh, on the program no, so do we thank yeah 1800 that is the number uh, sean can i can i just ask you actually finally um at fin valley leisure center like the the cost for for you and the center now of of being closed for potentially you know any any period of time like i'm, I'm sure it'll be a, it'll be a huge impact Yes, it will be because um, like if, if the kids' woman lessons is on today as well, and then you have the school lessons had to be cancelled, and they're just sending the guys in to come and use the centre on a daily basis, no the membership, um, and all that sort of thing. And then we have a situation where you know as we don't know when we're going to open until these guys tell us when we can open. Then I think that the extent of the damage by looking at it and all that sort of thing, it's going to be between a lot, a lot of money to fix. You know. Well, look. Uh, hopefully, you'll you'll get some some news as to when that's going to happen, and, and hopefully, it'll not take too long either, Sean. But listen, thank you for getting in touch with us and and joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. We want to hear your experience. How bad was Stormisha? in your area overnight. Anthony Gray is the owner of two restaurants in Sligo and the chair of Sligo Tourism. How bad was it in Sligo last night, Anthony? Um, yeah, no, it was absolutely desperate in Sligo. Um, and I think uh, Met Aaron got it wrong. Um, yet again, Sligo's been left out of it. Uh, we had a red warning from Mayo and Donegal. Sligo's right in the middle of it uh, and Galway. And yes, it seems that the storm comes up the coast and doesn't go in near Sligo. It was shocking here in Sligo. You'd windows, windows put out in businesses. You have a, a roof partially rip, ripped off a hotel. You have a roof ripped off a factory. You have trees down left, right and centre and power outage, outages right across the, the, the county. And I think Met Aaron did get it wrong. And yet now they've come out and they've said that there's another storm jostling mm. on the way. And lo and behold, they've, they, they've gone with an orange warning again for Galway, Mayo and Donegal. Like, Andrea, this was guaranteed the worst storm I've ever seen in 20, maybe 30 years. I'm living in Sligo uh, 44 years. Yeah. And this is without a doubt. It was shocking in Sligo. Really, really was. And you just had the, the orange warning was the, the alert, the orange weather warning for, for Sligo yesterday, where uh, and counties on, on, on either side were, were, had yeah, the red like alert. It, it, 
It, it just doesn't make sense. And it's not the first time Met Aaron have done this. And like, and yet again, they're going to do it again tomorrow. Like, if there's a red warning in place, the one thing that it does, it, it, it makes people take it seriously. And like, if, if young people were out there last night, how someone didn't get killed, it's a miracle. You know, and like it, it, they should have came out with a red warning for Sligo and any person in Sligo will tell you that they got it wrong and they consistently get it wrong. Circa Sir, Crowley, a journalist with The Examiner, is, is with us as well, Anthony. Circa, you're also um, in Sligo and, and that point about there being no status red issued for the county overnight. Yeah, I think that baffled hundreds of people all around Sligo, Andrea, from the battering we got from the winds last night, as Anthony has so clearly outlined, all the damage that was done, it sort of uh, completely puzzled us all. I couldn't understand how. In sandwiched in between Donegal and Galway and Mayo, right beside us, on either side of us, that we were still classified as status orange. So um, I got on to Matt Aaron about this, and Jerry Murray, Murphy spoke to me, and he explained that it all depends on wind direction. That where when the wind comes from the southwest, it has to travel over Galway and Mayo before it hits Sligo. So therefore, he said that slows down the wind speed. Wind slows down when it's coming over land. Apparently, it comes in faster when it comes off the Atlantic. So he said that's why Sligo was classified status orange, not status, status red. red. Did um, I did I read circa at some point? Was it last night or this morning that um, the airport in Sligo had recorded wind gusts of a hundred and forty kilometres per hour at one stage? You did at about ten to nine last night, yes, Andrea. And but uh, Jerry Murphy actually, I raised this with him, and he said to me that was just an isolated gust. He said when they're issuing warnings, it's for the entire region, not, you know, for the specific areas. So therefore, an isolated gust of 140 kilometres per hour recorded at Sligo Airport last night does not a status red warning make, apparently, Andrea. That's what he told me. Yeah. So, I mean, as Anthony mentioned, Jocelyn, Storm Jocelyn's on the way. And and yet it's, it's I mean, what is the, the warning issued for Sligo at the moment or has there been any at this stage? It's just status yellow, I think, status yellow warning for tomorrow for Sligo, um, as well as for the entire country. But, I mean, the NCT centre today here in Sligo had to count us some NCTs because of staff shortages because of the storm, because which has left storm. some customers okay. furious, I've heard. Yeah, um, and there's, you know, yeah, no, there's it, a lot of damage. A lot of damage as well. So whatever, whatever wind direction it was coming from, it's a little yeah. consolation to all those homes and businesses who've been damaged well, we, by we, the storm. We, we want to hear from, from some of the homeowners and, and businesses today uh, on the programme. Give us a shout, 1800 453 106. This listener says, my son was on an aeroplane for over 11 hours yesterday on a flight from Amsterdam. He'd three failed landings at Dublin. Uh, then diverted to Stansted, finally returned to Dublin for a two-hour wait on the tarmac to disembark. Trapped for 11 hours, no water or food, no air, which was the worst part. Total torture, says this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.